Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Jay Keaton, and I want to say thank you to everyone who's joining me or who chooses to listen to this podcast as we walk through the Word together. It it is extremely important to me, and God has pressed upon my heart the importance of getting the Word out, His Word. It's truly the only thing that can help us in this day and time in which we're living. The only thing that can help a person and change a person is when their heart gets changed. And that's exactly what God does in Jesus Christ through the sacrifice made by our Savior. It changes a person on the inside. And then when the inside changes, the outside will follow suit. So I, again, I want to say thank you to everybody that's, that's listening to this. I also want to say congratulations to the three people I baptized down in Cave Run Lake this past weekend. What a fabulous time we had. It was so surreal, surrounded by the mountains right there and in the lake. And it was just a beautiful day and the sun was shining and the sky was so blue. And uh, I tell you, it was just beautiful to see them walking into the water as these three people had began again. They had began again in Jesus Christ, uh, starting their their life brand new. Being baptized is so important. It's symbolic. It's saying what's already happened to you. That's what baptism is. Uh, And just briefly, I will tell you, the water represents the grave. The Bible says if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. And old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. The Bible says we have to be crucified with Christ. Speaking of the inward man, the real you, the spiritual you, the soul you. And the water as they walk in represents the grave. And as we baptize them in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit, you go under the water representing your old you is gone. And when we raise you up, it's symbolic of the new you that has been born again and is walking this earth, and that is your public confession of your faith. So congratulations to Tyler, Ella, and Connie, and let's lift them up in prayer, and let's help each other make it to the finish line. The Bible says we have to do this, bearing one another's burdens, preferring others over ourselves. So God bless those three folks very, very much, and uh, we are lifting you up. I want you to know that. Uh, before we get started, I want to tell you that I'll be preaching at the Index Church this Sunday morning at 11 a.m. If you would like to come, it would be great to see you all. Uh, joining me uh, will be our group, the Kentucky Wayfaring Strangers, will be singing as well as preaching that Sunday morning service. So come and be with us if you can. Uh, we'll be singing and preaching the Word together. Uh, if you don't have a home church, I, I would I would tell you to try out the Index Church. It's a great church. It's right there next to West Liberty. Brother Mike Frisbee is an awesome pastor and preacher, truly an anointed man of God. And that's that's what you have to be to preach the word. Uh, you can't just do this of your own volition. You have to be called by God. And that's the problem that we're having in these uh, days that we're living in. People are standing behind the pulpit that God has not called. And God has not anointed to be his mouthpiece to the congregation. and uh, But I tell you, Brother Frisbee has uh, got a great anointing from God. Uh, and the folks at Index are for real Christians, that they will love you in Jesus Christ. We sure love it, and we sure appreciate going there and, 
and being a part part of what's going on out there. Um, so let me tell you, no matter who you are or what you do, uh, you are made in the image and likeness of God. I just want to first tell you that. And that there is a space that God created. When he created you, you are the temple that's not made by man's hands. And within you is a space that God himself made so that he could dwell within you and have fellowship with you. He made you himself. You can try to fit all kinds of other things in that spot within your soul to try to give you satisfaction, but you will never find what you're looking for until Jesus makes his abode there. And listen, it's all up to you. It's all up to you. I'm going to read you a section of scripture here that's been preached many, many times, but I want to take a little bit different look at this. Uh, that God has given me. And I want to take us back in time. And I love to do that. I've all, I, I always tell the congregations I'm a reality preacher. So when we get into the Word of God, I want you to picture in your mind, you're there back in the day when Jesus was speaking. You're walking through the sand. You can feel the desert heat. You can hear the ocean waves. You can hear the, the you can see the boats of the fishermen. And, and there is the Lord Jesus. What a wonderful, beautiful sight. This is in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. I want to read this to you. It says this, Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, man, I would. Listen, i got to stop just for a second. I want to preach every word of this, but listen, I would that people would right now want the word of God so much that they would have such a desire for it that they would just press into the house of God, that they would press into the churches, that they would that there would be standing room only and plus people outside. Oh, that the word of God would mean that to people right now. And I hope that it means that to you because there is nothing you need more in this life. Nothing. You don't need anything more than the word of God. It's eternal. It has And it gives you a future in Christ in heaven. Without it, you will surely die. The word of God. He saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I'll let down the nets. And when they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. Father in heaven, I pray to you in the name of Jesus, And Lord, we ask you to give us wisdom as we walk through this section of the Word together. We thank you so much for speaking it back then. 
And how awesome you are, God. You know it was good for them back then, and you knew some 2,000 years later we would need it just as much as they did then. So we thank you for that, Father. Give us wisdom now. Prepare our minds. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And we ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. We've all heard this section of Scripture preached, I'm sure, several times in your life. If you've been saved any length of time and been going to church, I'm sure you've heard this preached many, many times. But I want to I take a look at this. Uh, has there been times, I want to ask you this, and we're going we're gonna to put ourselves right into this situation. I want to ask you, has there been times in your life when things just haven't made sense? I mean, we sit and try to think and contemplate uh, what it is we're supposed to be doing in our lives, and you sit and wonder why doesn't anything make any sense? I think we've all been there. I know that I have, trying to understand why God doesn't seem to be making any sense with what he's asking us to do or what we feel like he is saying to us. It's perplexing. You know, a lot of us, you know, they say human beings are creatures of habit. We like to know what's going to go on. We, we think we understand things. We think we know the way that, that we should be going. We get locked into these ideas. We get locked into things that we think are, are right and we do those things. But sometimes they are not the things that God wants us to be doing. And it makes no sense whatsoever. And we struggle with it. I know so many people that sit and wonder, they, what should I be doing? Because nothing they seem to think or nothing that's going on in their life seems to be making any sense. That is exactly what's going on here in this particular scripture as Jesus launched out and preached the word of God to the people on the shore that eventually, listen, this sermon that he was preaching to the masses was going to make its way all the way down to Simon Peter. Jesus had just finished preaching the word from a borrowed boat. And because the crowd was so big, he preached at them from a distance and asked Peter to push out just a little ways. And you know, water has a way of, 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 of allowing sound to travel across it for a very long ways. But following his sermon, Jesus began to narrow his attention to the owner of the boat, Simon Peter. You can watch the, the sermon go out and then all of a sudden Simon Peter, uh, 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 it goes from the masses and then moved to a personal directive to an individual. <laughs> You've probably experienced this before, I'm sure. One day you went to church just expecting another sermon for the masses, but it had your name written all over it. I wish I could count the people over these 30 years of preaching and pastoring that's come up to me and said, Pastor Jay, that sermon was for me. Well, that's because Jesus is preaching. That's because he's doing the same thing that he did back then. He has something for you. That sermon was meant for me. Isn't God good? I can guarantee you he has not forgotten you, that he is speaking directly to you. He cares about your situation that you're in. 
He cares about the situation of your life, of your marriage, of your of every aspect of your life, and especially the spiritual aspect of your life. And if God can get your spirit right, the rest of your life will start to fall right in line. And listen, he will narrow his attention straight down to you. Count on it. Listen now. Here is where the story in the scripture gets very interesting. If you look at it just a little bit deeper, he then asked Peter to put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now listen, you can bet that Peter didn't want to do this. You can see it in the scripture as he was talking. He had been tired. They were cleaning their nets. They were done. They hadn't caught anything. He had been at it all night long, and it absolutely made no sense what God was asking him to do. God was making no sense to his natural mind, his natural mind, in what Jesus wanted from him. Peter knew, listen, Peter knew that fishing during the day in deep water made absolutely no sense. There was, this is not the way to catch fish. So in one short directive, listen at this. This is, he, he said three things to Peter. He told Peter, A, where to go, the deep water, B, what to do, let down your nets. And three, C, what to expect, a great catch. In that moment, Peter didn't notice a few things. I'm going to share with you some things that you need to know. It was right here when God was making no sense that Peter was about to experience a great miracle from God. Be ready for these moments in your life and let's learn to do exactly what Jesus says. Did you notice how the Bible says that Peter had toiled all night long and caught nothing? Rest assured, when you try to do things without God, it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. If you make your plans without God, if you live your life and just want to be driven by the wind, and you can always expect to be disappointed. So clue number one that God is about to really help us with is when all you seem to do doesn't work. That's clue number one. When you're in your life, and we've all been there, and it just seems to, to, to be that nothing you're doing is working. I mean, you might feel like you've done all you can do. You've tried your very best. You've exhausted all avenues and you feel like you're done. Listen, it's likely that just like Peter, God has you right where he wants you to be. So be ready for that. Don't be discouraged. Man, you scratch your head and you go, man, what is going on in my life? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? And I'm trying to fix things and nothing seems to be working. Nothing seems to be going right. God, what is happening, happening here? Clue number two. When you're in this place in your life, God asks you to do something that makes no sense. And it's just like I said. Talk to any fisherman in the middle of the day in the deep water. That, that's not the way uh, to be catching any fish. What Jesus asked Peter to do, this is clue number two, violated 
all the experience, knowledge, and training that he had ever had. That he had ever had. He didn't know, he didn't understand this. What is God trying to do here? What, what is going on? I have worked so much, but all right, Lord, I'll give it a shot. Here's the lesson. God has you right where he wants you to be. He's not forgotten you. He knows you. He knows your needs even before you ask him. If you let God in your boat, in your life, Jesus was standing in a borrowed boat in the boat of Simon Peter. If you just allow God to be on board with you and you do what he says and you're obedient, he will radically, radically change your life. Now, things ain't always going to make sense to those preachers that preach to to these poor folks out there that when Jesus gets in your boat, gets in your life, everything's going to be a bed of roses every day. That is not, that is a lie from hell. You are going to go through some stuff. But listen, Jesus is in the boat. He's in your life. And you just might not be hearing what he's saying. You might be trying things within your own self, trying to fix a problem by your own thinking. The lesson is listen to God with all of your heart and trust Him. Don't trust your background, your knowledge, your thought life, you trying to make a a decision with things of your own uh, knowledge. Peter had to learn. He had to learn some lessons in his life because we know we follow Peter and we know he's going to give up his life. He was crucified According to the Fox's Book of Martyrs, he was crucified upside down because he said he wasn't worthy to be crucified in the same position as Jesus. He was going to walk through some very hard times watching the church grow into the, into the, uh, the, the, the ministry of the Gentiles. And he had to be willing to, to do things uh, that made no sense to violate the dietary law. That said, you can't eat pork and you can't eat this and that. And, and, and he had to be able to, to listen to God when things, listen to me, makes no sense. Things might look right to you. But they might not be right spiritually speaking. The scripture addresses this and says, There is a way that seems right to a man and the end thereof are the ways of death. Peter had to learn that being obedient to God is supreme. That true success can only come through following God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I lift up every person that listens to this in prayer to you, God. I pray for those that's sick and ailing and the man that's, Lord, been fighting for his life, that broke his neck and his back, Lord, You know all about that. Lord, I pray for everything that's going on in every person's life. Lord, you know them. Those that will choose to listen to this, you know them. And you know who's going to listen to it. And they might be in this situation, God. I pray for them that they would surrender all. Surrender all. God, because it is the only place I want to be. Lord, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's what I want, Lord. To live in your shadow means you're all around me, above me, comforting me, protecting me. And I'll just follow you, Lord, wherever you go. In Jesus' name, amen.